The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Good morning, and thank you so much for coming back on this beautiful, gorgeous Tuesday morning. Again, my name is Joe Hausman, your host for today on the Empowerment Channel, Voice America, and the name of my show is Go For It. And today I have a wonderful guest, but before we bring Judy on, I want to talk about living life to its fullest. And Judy and I will talk about that today through our segment, but as we all go through our trials and tribulations, um, we have to just learn to live life to the fullest and to bring on uh, beauty and love and joy to our lives. Now, I realize that's hard to do. I realize some days you wake up and you're thinking, what in the heck? I'm just going to give you an example for me this morning. I woke up, my allergies are bothering me, I'm tired, I've had a long weekend, but you know what? I woke up and I got, I woke up today going, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this glorious day. And thank you for letting me wake up today on Tuesday, July 26, 2016. What a beautiful day it is. And the one thing I bought probably two or three years ago, because I saw this and I really, really thought this was instrumental in my life, but also just to have hanging in my house as well so I can walk by and see it every day, but it's the 10 Be Attitudes. And I'm all about this as well. It's be humble enough to realize you still have a lot to learn in life. But be ambitious enough to know you can be anything you want to be. And be easy on, enough on yourself to enjoy, to laugh, to have fun. Be mature enough to take responsibility for what you do. But be confident enough to see that who you are on the inside is more important than how you, are, how you look and how you are on the outside, which is a big one for, I know, lots of us. Because sometimes it's hard to be confident on the inside, but that's where it's going to shine on the outside. But be proud enough to take care of your body, your mind, and your spirit. Be wise enough to choose your friends carefully. We probably have some issues with that, don't we? I know I've done it. I've had issues with that through the years. And we just have to learn to choose our friends wisely. But also, be absolutely sure that wherever you go, Whatever you do, just know for sure you are loved. And that I have hanging in my house, and I absolutely love it. I walk by, and I read it every day. And I remind myself of that every day. And I also like to show people who come into my house to show them that and just also show that they are loved because I am all about loving other people. So my first guest today is I absolutely love her. I love Judy. Judy and I met, oh, several years ago, and we'll talk about that too, how we met. But Judy wrote a book. um, It's called A Life Transformed. 
And so I want to talk a little bit about Judy's bio and then have her come on and talk a little bit more about herself. And then we'll talk about how we met because it was kind of an ironic thing. Sometimes when we meet people, we just know they're going to be friends of ours for lives, for our life. And Judy was one of those people for me. Just we had this instant connection between us and it was just it was just wonderful and beautiful. And it's been a beautiful friendship ever since. But I want to introduce my friend Judy A. Kraus. She's a professional speaker. She's an author and founder of JMRK Enterprises, LLC. Judy Kraus is known for one of her most popular keynote speaks, speeches, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Judy offers inspirational and motivational speeches, which have people crying and laughing from beginning to end, and she's very good at making people do both, especially laugh, because that's what I like to do. President of JMRK Enterprises, Judy brings more than 30 years of leadership to people who want to be happier and more successful. Judy spent many years providing customized bookkeeping support for business owners and individuals with high net worth. Her first book, Easy QuickBooks, was influenced by her love of teaching and training others the crucial how-tos of bookkeeping. And let me tell you, she did a fantastic job with me with that as well. Known for her sense of humor and her common sense style, Judy inspires people wherever she goes. She and her husband, David, live in Arizona, where she works, excuse me, where she loves working with clients and driving her custom-made sports car, Roxy, the little red hottie and it is a little red hottie too with a gorgeous woman driving it behind the wheel judy welcome to the show go for it i am so happy and so pleased that you decided or you chose to come on my show this morning and again i want to thank you because as of my guest last week you are on pacific time zone now so you are two hours behind me so you are well you got up early judy and you called in really early to be on my show. And that is a true friend, a true confidant. And I'm so excited and so happy to be on the show. So welcome, Judy. Welcome to the Go For It show. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on your show this morning. Well, you are just a blessing to me. So you and I met back in, you reminded me, 2009 in Idaho with our mentor, Patricia Drain. She was having a a woman's, was it a woman's retreat? I don't remember. Well, woman's retreat, I believe. Right, yeah. In, in, uh, with women entrepreneurs and women business owners. And so you have something from that special weekend that you'd like to I share. I do, I do. I still have the picture that we took before we left that day. And you oh, and I are actually right, you're <laughs> just in front of me a little bit, you know, that uh-huh. we have like two rows. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I have that right over my computer, and I oh. look at it every every day. I love that oh. picture because that was a very special time. It was a very special time, and I know I had that picture too, and to be honest, I don't know what happened to it, but there were some very powerful women in that group, very powerful. And when women business owners unite, uh, we are unstoppable because yeah, we all, as women business owners, Exactly. We have to do a lot of things ourselves. So when we can unite and get ideas from other people and other women, oh my gosh, we, we're unstoppable, aren't we, Judy? Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, young lady. Well, tell me about this book. It is absolutely a wonderful book. It's called A Life Transformed, and you wrote that back in 2013. And I want to tell the listeners just a little bit. So Judy and I, back when we met in 2009, she already had the idea of a book. I really didn't. 
But as I saw her write her book in 2013, Judy really encouraged me to get my book out there and get it done. And I cannot begin to tell you how many times she said, get it done, Joe, get it done. And so I finally did. So it's because of Judy's encouragement and her um, love for me and her book, A Life Transformed, that I was able to actually go write my book. So Judy, tell me a little bit. Um, just tell me a little bit about Judy. What... Um, just tell me, tell the listeners all about Judy. Well, okay, let's start here. Well, like many people in the world, I was raised in a, a dysfunctional alcoholic home, and there's a lot of us out there. But I did get away from that situation, and um, but I turned around just a couple years later, and I married an alcoholic. And mm. we call that going back to your comfort zone. And I think that's something when we have time to talk about that, because comfort zones are very important in your life. You need to know what your comfort zone is. Definitely. <laughs> so, <clears throat> however, I learned to work on myself. And today, life is a whole different story. I've been married to my second husband now for 26 years. And I own my own bookkeeping service. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. And I enjoy so much um, just about every year making it over to Maui and just really enjoying uh, myself over there in the ocean. Uh, beautiful, beautiful place. Okay. Well, I get really and, jealous when I see your pictures of Maui. I'll just have you tell, tell you that right now. I'm like, <laughs> if Judy can go over to Maui, I am going to someday get over to Maui myself. You've got to come. And that's one thing I do love. I photograph a lot over there, and I have pictures all over the house that I've taken myself. And so that's kind of... Custom- <laughs> well, go ahead. That's, go ahead. And, have, and I have them custom framed, so they, they look really nice. So do you feel that that's kind of your motivation? So sometimes when I'm sitting at my desk, I like I need motivation. And I actually have a little pillow which I bought at a garage sale it says Miss Smarty on it and not that I think I'm smart because you know but I think I look at that and I think okay I can do whatever the task is ahead of me that I can get done so what is it that the pictures of Maui do for you is it because that that makes you want to go do more make more so you can go back over there or how tell me a little bit about what motivates you to keep going so peaceful and so beautiful over there, and the Hawaiian people are wonderful. When I'm there, I do a lot of service work. Oh. The Hawaiian people are, are phenomenal, and there's a lot of Tongan, Tongan people there also. They are so loving. They are so sweet. And so every morning, I go down to the beach for a couple of hours, and then I will go and, and do whatever service work I can, and I, I do that through my church there or through whoever you know, whatever church is there that is doing something and, and needs service work. Really? I it's did not know you did service work over there. I just thought you went over for a vacation. Well, well I'm I just learning more, more about anywhere. you, aren't I? I? I don't go anywhere without helping other people. <clears throat> I believe that service to others is why we are on the earth, that God gave us this opportunity to be here and that when we serve others, we're serving Him, and we're serving ourselves. It doesn't matter how much I give out, I get it back tenfold, always. Mm-hmm. Always. Amen. Oh, good for you. That is exactly how I feel, too. It's almost like we can't go on vacation, vacation, but we have to. I'm always looking for ways I can serve other people, and it sounds like you do the exact same thing. Well, I know you do the exact same thing, so you help well, me a lot. 
Um, mm-hmm. I remember well, when I remember when you wrote your your book, the QuickBooks. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, what it was the uh, intro to QuickBooks, and I learned a lot from that book. It was a downloadable version, and I just I I still brought it up. I just still brought it up like four or five months ago when I was helping somebody with QuickBooks. So. It's um, it's been a great thing. You're just very good at helping other people, Judy. You're very good at um, giving of yourself and giving of your time, and that's valuable because there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't do that. Now, it sounds like a little bit about your growing up. Um, little sounds chaotic, but now you've met this wonderful man, and you've been married for 26 years. David is his first name, the farmer, as you refer to him. Um <laughs> I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he is a fantastic farmer because when I was there visiting Judy, when she had her book signing back in thir- 2013, he made, he grew his own tomatoes and he made his own spaghetti sauce and it was the best spaghetti I've ever had. So kudos to David for mm-hmm. that. It was absolutely wonderful. So Judy, um, tell me, why did you finally decide to write this book? Why did you finally decide to write A Life Transformed? Well, I knew that it was time. I had thought about it for a long time, and I had been told by a lot of people, excuse me, I I believe that God speaks to us through other people Mm -hmm. and tells us what it is that we need to do. And I knew that I needed to write it, but I just couldn't get there. And finally, it was time. And the Mm -hmm. funny part about it is I ended up writing the book while I was recovering from two knee replacements. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you do it at the same time? As we grow and, and mature, there's a time in our lives when we need to put the past in the past and get on with life. Yes. And I learned that in Al-Anon, and Al-Anon is for the families of alcoholics, and I learned it at church, that one of the most important things we can do is to write down our feelings and to journalize. Mm-hmm. When you write your feelings down, it takes them out of your mind, and it takes the pain away. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. I can't even read the um, third chapter of my book without crying all the way through still. Gotcha. But it doesn't matter yeah. because right. I've put it down. I've gotten past it. Mm-hmm. I also have, have always had that desire to help somebody else to get their life back. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of abused people, men and women, that once they get rid of their abuser, they have no idea how to get on with their own life, how to even mm-hmm. have a life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always said about my husband and, and my first husband and uh, the things that happened with us was that in order for him to feel good, he had to make me feel bad. So he oh, had no self-esteem sure. and he took mm-hmm. mine away. Mm-hmm. So once you free yourself from that person and, and they're gone... Mm-hmm. then you're left with no self-esteem. And so you have to go and find that. And that's one of the things I wanted to do with my book was to help people to understand that, that they needed to, to develop that self-esteem and develop that so they could develop that life. Wow. Wow, Judy, that's really powerful because they're right. When your self-esteem is gone, it takes a lot of inside work within yourself to bring that self-esteem back. And I think that's the only way, well, what I know, plus support through, like you went through Al-Anon, your church, those type of things. Support from other people will help you also bring your life back. Self-esteem is a tough thing. It's a tough gig. And when I talked talk last week, too, 
the one thing I needed the most was the one thing I ran from the most, and that was alone time. Because I didn't I thought I was working on myself, but in reality I wasn't. So once I spent that alone time with myself and journaled, I journaled a lot after well, I'm sorry, after my husband passed away, I didn't go through a lot I didn't go through the things you did, but after my husband passed away in 2010, I did. I wrote and I journaled a lot. And from those journal notes just like you, our book came about. Right. And, so, and that's how exactly. it happens. But one one of the things that's very important is that we are often very afraid to say out loud where we've been. Mm-hmm. And until you do that, you can't get well. You can't be afraid of where you've been. You can't be afraid of the past. And you, and you can't remain the victim. Um, my daughter now is still remaining the victim. She can't get over it. And I keep mm-hmm. trying to tell her, you, you have to stop being the victim. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and once you do, and you put that aside, then you can work on yourself. But you can't be afraid of where you came from and what happened to you. You can't be afraid to say it out loud. And I know people that are, and they can't heal. Well, and the nice thing is, once you do heal, what a freeing feeling. What a oh, yeah. freeing feeling to just be able to open up. And I didn't like to tell people about how sick my husband was when he was ill. You know, he, And he didn't want me telling people. But once I was able to, what a freeing feeling. It was just... Um, to me, I was able to let go of some of the burden, even though I didn't allow a lot of people in. And just a brief synopsis, my husband was sick for two and a half years. He had an illness. And so when before he passed away, I was doing my best, you know, to take charge of everything and take care of everything. But you're right, Judy. The more we can... Um, let people in. And so when we can tell people about what's going on, the more they can help us as well. But most importantly, you have to find that within yourself and you have to find that inner strength to keep going day by day. Yes, you do. And that's one of the most important things that we can do is to wake up in the morning and know that everything is okay. Mm-hmm. That you're going to, today is going to be all right. You're going to, you're going to do it, not just get through it, but you're going to do it and do it well. Amen, sister. That's what I say, too. And we're almost to break time, but what I say is take one day at a time. And if that's too much, you take an hour at a time. And if that's too much, you take a minute at a time, even a second at a time. But whatever you do, don't ever give up, ever, ever, ever. You And you celebrate the small victories in your life however you have to do it. And that's what I had to do sometimes when I was at my lowest point. You just take one minute at a time, and then you grow it to two minutes at a time. And those type of things. And that's how I had to do it. And I know that's how you had to do it as well, Judy. But you're right. Oh, Don't I ever did. give up. Uh-huh. It's just, it's not even worth it. Judy, it looks like we have to go to break here in just a few more seconds here. But I, when we come back, I want to talk about more about your book. Because I really want to get into more about the book and how... Um, um, what's all in the book. I kind of know what's in the book because I read it, but I'd like to know more about that and more about you, Judy. And thank you so much again for being on my show. Judy's uh, website is www.jmrkenterprises.com. Mine is www.johausman.com, J-O-H-A-U-S-M-A-N.com. And we'll be right back after the break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Hey, this is Joe. Thank you again for listening to the show Go For It here on the Empowerment Channel on VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, sorry if you hear me coughing and my allergies are um, overcoming me just a little bit this morning. So happy Tuesday. And we welcome back Judy Krause, my good friend, my mentor, my um, dear, dear, dear friend. We met back in 2009 at, in Idaho at a woman's seminar. And like again, like what I said, we just never know where um, when we go to these seminars, who's going to touch our lives and who's going to stay in our lives. And Judy was one of those people. So before the break, we were talking about Judy's book, A Life Transformed. She wrote this back in 2013, and it's one woman's journey from tears to joy. And Judy, tell me a little bit more about your book and tell me a little bit about the chapters, because I know when I wrote my book, the chapters took on a lot of different life forms. So tell me about your book and about the chapters in the book. Okay, well, the, the book is not a biography, but it's a series of stories. It's things that happened to me in my life, mm-hmm. the trials that I went through, the mm-hmm. lessons that I learned from that trial, and then the action steps that I took to overcome that and to get on with my life. And to me, when you, when you write a book, the first thing you have to do is put out the chapters, that, that your outline, your chapter titles is your outline. Mm-hmm. And so my first chapter was, you got to learn to think like George of the Jungle. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that was about my childhood and the things that I went through there. And, and George of the Jungle in the movie, it's my favorite movie. If I get depressed, I watch that movie. Mm-hmm. But George is always on his vine flying through a tree, and he lands on the ground on his back, and, he, and everybody comes over to him. They're worried about him, and he says, I'm okay. George just lucky, I guess. And so... That feeling, that humor, that feeling that everything was going to be okay was what I had to develop. As a child, I was molested sexually. Now, not by anybody in my family, which I was Mm -hmm. very lucky because many people, it is a family member that does it. Mm -hmm. And it's much harder to overcome. Mm -hmm. But that's how I developed my sense of humor to get away from that because I had no one to talk to and no one to tell. My mother was there, but 
in, in an alcoholic home, nobody talks. So there, I didn't have anybody I could go and talk to. Mm-hmm. Now, the second chapter is called Day of Reckoning. And I took that. This, the next three titles are all from songs that I, oh. that I mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And this is from Martina McBride's song, Independence Day. And the words are written by Gretchen Peters. And it says, let the whole world know that today is a day of reckoning. Let the weak be strong. Let the right be wrong. Roll away the stone. Let the guilty pay. It's Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and that was, was from my, my life with my first husband. Oh, wow. And, mm-hmm. and, and how we lived and the things that happened to us. And that, that chapter and the next one are really the two most important for me that were the hardest for me to get through. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the story I always tell about this is that when I met my husband, I was up in San Jose. I had a job. I worked up at Hewlett, uh, right by Hewlett Packard up in Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. And he worked there. And, and I met him, and we had some other friends there. Now, I only knew him three weeks. And we had nothing else to do over Memorial Day weekend, 1967. And so our friends, Don and... Um, Oh, I can't remember her name now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's, it's pretty early us, in the morning, went, honey. John and Jackie, uh, the four of us went up to South Shore Tahoe so my first husband and I could get married because we had nothing else to do that weekend. So we decided to go get married. I knew this man for three weeks. Wow, Judy. And, wow. And <laughs> I know, <laughs> but this is why, because mm-hmm. when you are injured or have a traumatic experience at an early age, and mine was at age 10, for the first time I was molested, you stay that age until you get help. So emotionally, I'm out here in an adult body in, in my 20s, and I'm only 10 years old, mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I have this fantasy about marriage, and all my friends were married, and some of them had kids, so I felt left out. Oh, sure. And, and I wanted to be married. And it was a horrendous thing. I mean, and we had three children together, and we stayed together. And the only thing that kept the marriage together was the fact that he kept getting fired. But I didn't know that because he didn't tell me, and I was too stupid to figure it out anyway then. And I just thought he got a better job. So we moved. We moved 15 times in 12 years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a lot. And, And while I was having kids and while the kids were trying to grow up, they never got to be in the school for more than you know, six months or a year at the most. Mm-hmm. And so the, this constant moving was what kept us together because every time we would start to fight, because we really didn't love each other. Mm-hmm. And so every time we'd start to fight, then it was time to move. Well, I'm an organizer, so I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I would just mm-hmm. pack everything up and get I, I loved picking out the houses we were going to buy and, and traveling and doing, and we went across the country and back and ridiculous the, the way that we lived. Mm-hmm. So finally, it came down, and he was alcoholic. Of course, I married an alcoholic. That's what you do. It's your comfort zone. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how painful your life was as a child. It's all you know is your comfort zone. That is your comfort zone. And so you mm-hmm. go back to it until you work on yourself and, and change your comfort zone. But my comfort zone was alcoholism because everybody in my family was an alcoholic except me. So then, Judy, how did you change your comfort zone? So you went to this Al-Anon, but how I else went, um, I went to Al-Anon. I worked with my sponsor. I had good sponsors, and there are good people in Al-Anon, because this is all free. You don't, 
you know, have to pay for any of this. Mm-hmm. That's the, the other thing. People don't understand you can get good help free. There's a lot of it out there. Nice. Well, if, we, if you look for it, yes, it's definitely out there. Well, yeah, you have to look for it, but it's there. I had really good sponsors. And my first sponsor, the first thing she taught me was that you have to develop an attitude of gratitude for your life as it is today, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't do that, you can't go on. And, and so that's the first thing I had to learn, was I had to be grateful for what I had left. Because what happened in our marriage is that um, he got drunk one night at a big meeting he had with his company, and he got in a fight with another man. Mm-hmm. And they were both forced into AA outpatient program, and they had to take us with them. And the other man lived out at the other state, so he, they weren't in the same program together. They couldn't be. They would have killed each other. But, oh, wow. But we went to this program here in, in Arizona, and we did every day, um, six, six days a week for a month, and then we did one day a week for, for another year in an outpatient in this group, and there were 10 couples in this group. And we talked about different subjects every week. We each had to speak about it. We each had, we knew what it was in advance. We had to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Well, this one night in September, we got to uh, communication. And I was in Al-Anon. I'm a very good student. I know how to do what I'm told. So I was doing what I was told in, in the class. And I told the truth. And I said that we didn't communicate except when we were going to move to a new company for a new job, mm-hmm. and we were going to move. So all we ever talked about was those two things, mm-hmm. and that we hadn't had sex in six months, and that we really didn't have a marriage. Mm-hmm. And he, he, said, he looked at her, and he said, oh, Judy's just an angry person. If she'd just do what I'd tell her, everything would be all right. Oh. And everyone in that room mm-hmm. knew <laughs> what he was going to do to me, except me. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, after we got home, and this was one of the most, I, I do a couple of grown-up things once in a while back then, very seldom, but I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was very angry at me. We were arguing about this. And my son came home from, uh, all of a sudden came home from the church dance, and he went in his room. And all of a sudden, my husband got up, and he headed down to his room. And I ran down the hall, stood in front of the door, and said, you're not taking it out on our son because you're mad at me. Good for you. And I made him go back in the living room and sit down. And I went mm-hmm. into the bedroom and to just try to get some rest. And he came mm-hmm. down the hall. He came out of nowhere, pinned me in the bed on my back, and beat me unconscious. Oh, Judy. And then when I came to, he was had, I don't know how long I was out, but when I came to, he had two suitcases packed and you know, and I rolled off the bed on the floor and grabbed the phone. Now, you got to remember, this is 83. There is no 911. There, there is no digital phone. It's dialed. Mm-hmm. And I dialed the operator. And he heard me on the phone with her. And he came over and put a gun in my forehead and said, look what you made me do. Mm. So wow. when, when you allow these things in your life, and it's, you know, it's just as much my fault as it is his that... I didn't stand up to him that I didn't stop this, that I didn't act different. And mm-hmm. that's when I knew I had to change. Mm-hmm. And they sent the police, and they took him to jail. I went to the hospital, and my friends had to come down and take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. That so was it the was, end. 
And so it was after but that, that was, you decided to divorce him or tell me more about what well, happened after that. Well, I divorced him immediately because my mother was such a good um, um, judge of character, which I wasn't. And mm-hmm. she never said anything bad about him, but she thought he was a jerk from the minute she met him. And But she never said anything because she didn't mm-hmm. want to hurt me. The only thing she said to me was, if he ever hits you, you leave immediately. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that while I'm laying on the floor with a gun in my forehead, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it was time mm-hmm. to go. And so I left. He, well, I, he, he went to jail, so and I was in the hospital anyway. So as soon as I got out, I got an order of protection. I got a lawyer. I did everything I needed to do mm-hmm. to, uh, to take care of that. And my lawyer was a recovering alcoholic, and he told me something very important. He said, do not speak to him for at least two months, or you will be right back in that house. Oh, wow. And you talk about good advice, so I never spoke to him. And you Isn't were that weird how about, God can put people in our lives right when we need them? Right. Well, he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were talking before about being, uh, do, sometimes when things are bad, it's one minute at a time. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I would get down on my knees and pray, and I would ask God, let me die. This is too awful. I can't do this. Let me die. I can't do mm-hmm. this. And then I'd feel good for five minutes, and then I'd be back down crying. Yep. It took me six months, but eventually I got to the point where I could go a whole hour without being hysterical. Mm-hmm. And then, then a few days and then a few months, you know, so it got better and better, but it took time. But I was listening to my sponsor, going to Al-Anon, working on my self-esteem. And when you do those things, everything changes. And that's when I was given um, the tapes from Dr. Dennis Waitley. And well, you've talked about those tapes before, and I, what are those called again? It's called The Psychology of Winning, and it's oh, Dr. Yes. Dennis Waitley. And um, at that time, I didn't have, really have any money, and those tapes were $40. They were oh. cassette tapes, and then they had a book that went with them to help you. Mm-hmm. And it's 10 uh, characteristics, 10 things you need to learn. And it is the most self-esteem building and character building things I've ever listened to in my life. I still listen to them because they're on CD now. I don't have to play my cassette tapes. <laughs> you don't have to play the cassette tapes anymore? Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but should I get those too because I know we, you and I have talked about those before because you've come a long way in your life. And I know a lot of our listeners are maybe working through some issues right now themselves. And if you are in an abusive relationship or something like that, seek help. Seek help to get out there and... Um, you know, leave the relationship, and so you can make yourself better. And if you have children, please do that. You know, get get out for your children's sake. But this Dennis Waitley, and his his last name is spelled W A I, and then T is in Tom L E Y. So Dennis E Waitley, and he's a PhD. And the name is called, <clears throat> excuse me, the Psychology of Winning. Is that right, Judy? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I know you and I have talked about that before. You encouraged me to get those, and I have to be honest, I don't know if I ever did. Because when I was going through my hard times, and in my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance, even like your chapters are talking about your husband, mine mine are eight and chapters eight and nine, which eight is the prelude to nine where um, everything happens with my husband. So I know um, I've never been in that situation like you've been in, but wow, Judy, what an accomplishment, what Thank God you got out when you did, so he didn't kill you. God still had a greater purpose for you on this earth. 
And that is to spread your story and to help others going through just as rough times as what you were going through. Well, and this is what happens to us because God gives us adversity to make us strong. He does. And You're right. Women who are abused, women or men who are abused, aren't going to listen to me if I haven't been through what they've been through mm-hmm. and succeeded. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what changes everything is is when you do that when when you figure it out yourself then it's pay it forward time it is you're right and, and, and with and this show I, I'm the, hoping I pay it forward as well and with your help on here today Judy too we're paying it forward right. Well, you are just a godsend. I just tell you what, I knew when we met back in 2009 that we were going to be friends for a very, very long time. And you even said that. You even said, you're my, you know, you're one of my new best friends. I'm like, amen, Judy. We are. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were right away. I mean, we were that's, right away. We were. We dragged Robin in there, too, but she, she's over there in Chattanooga and we have a hard time bringing her in. <laughs> Well, she's busy. She's busy working. She's busy, you know, raising her grandchildren or have have her grand. I don't know if she's raising them, but well, she's right. got her and grandchildren. She has, she has two very big businesses too. She yes, was she one really of the did. more successful uh, women in the group. Mm-hmm. Now, the next chapter is "Don't They Know It's the End of the World," and that's Skeeter Davis's song. You know, oh, uh, "Don't They mm-hmm. Know It's the End of the World" since you don't mm-hmm. love me anymore, and that's the mm-hmm. chapter about my three children. Oh, sure. Because okay. and, and Judy, I will tell you in about a minute or so we have to go to break. So I'm just, I just want oh, okay. to put that out there. So. All right. Great. Well, go ahead and tell me a little bit more about it. And then um, oh. when we go to break, we'll tell even more after that. But oh, I do okay. want to know more about you. And how many children do you have? You have three? I have three children. Um, and it's so funny because they're all in their 40s now. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> it does. It just happens. But... They were, I mean, they had crazy parents. I mean, I was very weak, and and their father was evil, and so between the two of us, neither one of us were any good for them. Mm-hmm. So after the divorce, they did everything they could to get away from me. They all ran away. As they turned 17, they all disappeared. You know, they all were, mm-hmm. were gone. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a very hard time, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it still is. Uh, my daughter did try to find me but just came to try to hurt me. and oh. I, But I was able to actually talk to her a little bit, and that was just a few months ago. But I have no idea, again, now where she is. And right. So it's, well, just, it's, it's hard at times. Sure it is. Sure it is. Um, and also when we come back from break, I also want to talk about, um, yeah, we'll talk more about your children, but also about the life you've been leading since then and the life you're um, leading now as a wonderful person. But we are at break. And so when we come back, Judy, we'll talk about that. All right. Okay, great. Okay. And you can find Judy at www.jmrkenterprises.com. And you can also find me at www.joehausman.com. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. 
Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The Compassionate Life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. Host Dr. Brittany King is also one of these humanitarians. Each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it hey thank you and welcome back everybody welcome back to the go for it um, show i am joe hausman with my guest judy kraus from arizona she's gracious enough to be calling in so early this morning uh, as she currently is on Pacific time. I get, always get confused with Arizona mountain time, Pacific time, but right now you're on Pacific time. So that means you're two hours behind me. But before the break, we were talking about Judy's chapters in her book and also about um, how she married an alcoholic. She grew up in an alcoholic family and then married an alcoholic. And then um, through that marriage, she's got three children. So Judy, tell us more about your three children and how things are today. Cause you were divorced from your first husband back in 83, 84, and so your children are now in their 40s. So tell me a little bit more about your children. Well, what happened after the divorce is I had full custody of the the children. And that was before shared custody. It was just when they were starting shared custody. Mm -hmm. And my ex-husband had a plan to get shared custody and then take the kids out of state, and and so I'd never see them again. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I did not know this, but God did. And the day that uh, he called, that the, the psycho- psychologist that we were going to called us in to talk after the divorce, um, I didn't go. I took, uh, my son wasn't, my younger son wasn't feeling well, I took him to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And so the psychologist called me up all angry. He said, you should have been here. We had papers for you to sign. I said, well, what papers? He said, well, shared custody. And I said, oh, I'd never sign those. And it's mm-hmm. a good thing I didn't go in because they would have badgered me to death about it. So mm-hmm. God saved, saved me from that. Mm-hmm. But the kids were with me, and they, I wasn't there emotionally. Mm-hmm. I, I was scared to death every day. Was I going to have enough money to feed them and take care of them and, and do what I had to do? I was working mm-hmm. three jobs. I was trying to go to Al-Anon. I was angry because he got married again right away, which that marriage went down the tubes really fast, but she was nuts. He thought I was nuts. <laughs> 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 that was, it was actually kind of funny. 
So <laughs> there was so much going on. I wasn't there for them emotionally. My kids used to stand there and look at me and say, Earth the mom, mm-hmm. if I was home. Mm-hmm. But I was working three jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I, trying, to make, I, trying to make put food on the table. Right. I was making $3 mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, <laughs> how do you do it? Right. And, and so I wasn't there for them. And so they were angry at him for being that evil and, they were, and doing what he did. And they were angry at me because I broke up the family. And then I wasn't there for them. I don't blame them. I understand. Mm-hmm. My son, when uh, I found out that my former husband was dying, I did call the children and see if they wanted to at least talk to him before he died. Mm-hmm. And my oldest son says, neither one of you deserve to call me son. Oh. And he's, he's, a, and he's in his late 40s. So my children have not gone to get any help because mm-hmm. they haven't. They are still 7, 12, and 14 mm-hmm. emotionally. And mm-hmm. until they go get the help, they, they won't be able to change. Right. And even as with adult children, as much as we want to help them, they really, at this point in their lives, they have to help themselves. They have to find the help themselves. The mm-hmm. perfect place for them, and they would never go, but the perfect place for them is adult children and alcoholics. It's a great mm-hmm. program because mm-hmm. in that program, you sit and you write about your life and your anger and you put all the bad stuff down on the paper. And then, mm-hmm. the, and then you go and uh, there's a... Um, a Franciscan Renewal Center up here, a Catholic uh, Renewal Center, and they have mm-hmm. this grief seminar. And after you write everything down about all the bad stuff that happened to you, they have a big bonfire and you throw it all in the fire. Oh, I it's, like that. Just kind of like when yes. kids burn their books after the previous year. I like that. Mm-hmm. Right, because I like that. then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you need it to be gone to get on with your life. They can't do that yet. And they may never. I mm-hmm. have a friend who, when I met her, she was in her 80s, and her son, who hadn't spoken to her in years, just like my kids haven't spoken to me, mm-hmm. he was 64, and he finally called her. Oh, wow. Because he finally that, figured it out. Yeah. You have yeah. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And the, ne- the next chapter is called Alone Again, Naturally, and that's a song from Gilbert O'Sullivan. And you were talking about having to get that alone time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest things for all of us, because mm-hmm. what happens it to is. us is there's so many distractions in the world, and we don't want to think about this stuff, so mm-hmm. we just go with the distractions. And it's easier to that, go with the distractions. It's just easier. Well, it I mean, and, you know. And, and, and see, and Dennis Waitley taught me this about you, you have to have that alone time. He taught me about sitting and pondering for five for five minutes or a half hour, whatever you can do, mm-hmm. um, and, and read good books, read books that will help you to reach this point, but then be alone with yourself. Mm-hmm. And another thing that my sponsor taught me in al she said, you have to stand, and she made me do this, and you don't know how hard this was to do, but she said, you have to stand in front of your bathroom mirror every morning, and you have to look yourself straight in the eyes, and you have to say, I love you. You know, mm. it was a long time before I could do it. Yeah, that would be tough. Just, I'm sure after the situation you were in, that would be tough. Right. I think it's tough for people even if they're not in that situation. You have to learn to love yourself. You do. And, and you know, sometimes we learn, we live still in the past, whereas we can't live there. Like you talked earlier, we can't live in the past anymore. We have to move forward. And because right. life is worth living and and people say, ask me all the time, how, why do you celebrate your birthday so much? I mean, I'll tell you, back in 1987, my grandma, Hosman, passed away the day after my birthday. 
my husband passed away the day before my birthday back in 2010. I was born on my dad's birthday. He passed away, you know, but I'm just, I'm all about celebrating life because we're still here on this earth and we're here for a reason. God hasn't taken us home yet, taken us home yet. So we need to celebrate life and we need to celebrate um, happiness and joy. And it sounds like after you overcame all of your trials and tribulations with him, you really got yourself um, healthy again. And you write about that in the book, too. So tell me some more about your chapters. Well, well, the next chapter is Who's Your Farmer, which is... <laughs> oh, I know who your farmer yeah. is. And he's yeah. a sweetie well, guy. Was, was partially about David. I mean, David's a really good man. But when he retired, <clears throat> I was still working because he's seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I taught him how to cook, can, fr- bake, and freeze. And Never went in the kitchen. Wait a minute. You taught stuff. him how to do that? <laughs> you, what? You, you taught him how to do that? Oh. And, and he, uh, oh, oh, to, to cook, to bake, yeah. to can, and yeah. to freeze. So oh, okay, he, cool. he does everything in the kitchen. I only go there to eat. Oh. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but but he, he's, he's really, he's just really good at it. This is a man that when I met him, he had never cooked. His first wife died of alcoholism. Oh, at 43. Wow. And he had never cooked. He had five sisters and a mother. So he never cooked in his whole life. So now oh. he had to learn to cook. So first thing he did was go out to a restaurant. He hated it. So then uh-huh. he tried to learn to cook, and he just couldn't do it. And this man, I, I tease him about how cheap he is, but when I met him, I swear, he was trying to figure out how to wash the paper plates in the dishwasher so he could use it again. <laughs> oh, good old David. David, I love you. <laughs> But, but in, in that chapter, what I talk about is people, it, we all have people in our life, and this is, this is to me a very important chapter, because we all have people in our life who want to take away what we have. Mm-hmm. Now, David's a good person. He never wanted, he didn't want me to be hurt. So when I would try to go out and do things, he'd say, well, maybe you don't want to do that. Well, he wasn't malicious. He wasn't trying to do something bad to me. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to protect me. So those, oh. there's those people in your life. But then there's right. the people who don't like it because they see you succeeding and they want to take it away from you. That's right. Yeah. And that, that's what my ex-husband did to me. Every mm-hmm. time I would succeed, he would try to pull it back. Mm-hmm. And there's always those people. I've, I've run into those people where I worked. Now, well, they're the toxic. Step- they're toxic people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it happens to everybody. Be, mm-hmm. But you have to be aware of it. I wasn't aware a lot, and I got creamed a lot because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't growing up enough. Mm-hmm. But finally, when I was growing up enough, see, then those things never happened to me again. Right. Once and you then, finally realize and once you grow up, you're right, then they, you, you will stop them all the time. Right. You stop them before they can hurt you. That's right. Yep. And then the, the sixth chapter is who I was born to be. And I saw, I don't know if, any of you saw it, but I know there are millions of people that watched her video. There was a lady named Susan Boyle on uh, England's um, Amer- uh, England's Got Talent. And she oh, won. I loved her. She was awesome. Awesome. She came out there. She looked very frumpy and very 40-ish and, and, you know, overweight and not taking care of herself. And she just, she didn't look like a person that could do anything. And they were waiting for her to just, when she sang, for it to be awful. That's right. That's exactly right. And when she sang, it was so overwhelming, they all just about passed out. 
mm-hmm. because her voice was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Well, on her first album after she won, she had a song called Who I Was Born to Be. And that is, is one of my very favorite songs. I, I play that constantly mm-hmm. because I, I, I love the words to it. I, I love what it teaches you. And mm-hmm. the lady that wrote it was Adura May, and she says, But I am not a girl. I have known the taste of defeat, and I've finally grown to believe I will, it will come around again. Though I may not know the answers, I can finally say I'm free. If the question led me here, then I am who I was born to be. So no matter nice. what happens to us in, your, in our lives, good or bad, Mm-hmm. We have to figure out who it is that we were born to be. Mm-hmm. And then we have to get a hold of that and go and do that. I was able to do that. And I never want anyone to think that this happened overnight. Right. Exactly. Because it doesn't it happen overnight. It took me five years after the divorce. Well, it took me a year to heal physically. Mm-hmm. Because I was beaten so badly. And I still mm-hmm. have issues with it. I still He injured my neck quite badly. So I still mm-hmm. have issues there. But it took me another five years to become uh, on the beginning of healing and, and having self-esteem and getting well. And those are the five years when I lost my children because I, I, was, I was just beginning to grow. I wasn't mm-hmm. there yet. So I wasn't mm-hmm. able to be the mother that they needed at that time. There was no way I could do it. I was still 10 years old in the beginning. Mm-hmm. emotionally. And so it took me those five years to grow up to be the 40 years old that I was. Mm-hmm. But you well, and I pray that. that your children will come around and will come and see you because you are you are just a beautiful, delightful woman, Judy. And they, Thank you. I, they, I, I they, they don't know what they're missing out on. Let's put it that <laughs> way. I, I wanted to give you one real short quote before we go to it. Mm-hmm. It's called, Never be defined by your past. It was just a lesson not a life sentence. Oh, I like that. I like it a lot because, you know, and that's true. And sometimes we, when we all should learn from our past, but we also have to, um, as we talked about, move on to a future. You have a wonderful future. You have done great things. You've written this book. You've married to a wonderful man. You um, have a successful business. I don't know how many, maybe you have two businesses, three businesses, but you have that success, <laughs> successful bookkeeping business. You're, you're always um, talking about getting into other things. And I just love that. And, but I couldn't thank you enough for all your love and support of me through all my trials and tribulations as well. And your encouragement to me to write this book. So if anybody's out there who really wants to write a book, start journaling and you're not really sure how to do it. Start journaling. That's where Judy and I got our book from. And yeah. what I what I started doing is I was looking at other things. I was looking, I was reading other books. I was reading, you know, I was going to different websites. I was, I did my homework, but as with my book, it take it took on a lot of different life forms before it finally came to fruition. But um, you really have a lot of thought into each chapter. You've researched, you know, what the name of the chapter means. You really took that insight, and it's just a book so well written. And Judy, tell people where they can get your book, A Life Transformed. It's called A Life Transformed, A One Woman's Journey from Tears to Joy. So tell us, Judy, where you can get that from before we close out for the day. Uh, it's on Amazon. All you have oh, to do is, is okay. type, Very good. type mm-hmm. in my name, Judy Krause, and it's there. Or mm-hmm. on my website. 
I think I have my cart set up on my website. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my mind's gonna go blank real quick. Oh yes, you can. You can go to my website and buy it there. And your and, website and is when you're there, Sign up for, oh. uh, for emails. I'm starting a newsletter, so I need people to send it to. So give me your email address, and uh, we'll get started. And your website is www.j as in Judy, M as in Michael, R K Enterprises with an S on the end dot com. So www jmrkenterprises.com. Is that right? That's right. That's well, right. Judy, thank you so much for being on the show today. You have just been a truly delight. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm so glad we met back in 2009. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Joe Hausman, the, the host of Go For It here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And again, my website is www.johausman.com. Thanks, and we welcome back to next week. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.